So we have a couple of more days before 2018 is officially over and we enter a new calendar year. Normally what people do is they give themselves a resolution and then you have other people who hate on resolutions. Either way, do what makes you happy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final episode of 2018, Taking Back the Narrative. I am Wanda and I'm glad you guys joined me. And I thank you guys for sticking with me throughout 2018. It's been a crazy, crazy year. I know I was supposed to drop a podcast to end the year I was supposed to drop it on the 23rd just before Christmas, but it got so crazy at work. You know, I really couldn't uh, get time to record. And then the news has just been so wonky. We've gotten so much information. So many things have happened since last week. (laughs) Me, I had a great Christmas. I hope everybody else had a great Christmas. I hope everybody have an awesome new year. Bring it in safe, bring it in healthy and and be kind. You know, this is the season for being kind. I'm a nice person. I I consider myself a nice person. So, you know, I want to spread love and I want everybody else to spread love as well. So what's been happening in the news? Let's talk about it. Um, Over the past couple of years, Donald Trump has been under investigation. And it seems as though Robert Mueller, it seems like he's closing in, closing in, closing in. Because a lot of people, it started off where you just kept hearing no collusion, no collusion, no collusion. But then all of a sudden, Robert Mueller started uh, indicting Russians. Then it started getting closer and closer to Donald Trump. It has gotten so close that it touched his personal lawyer, Michael Cohen. It also touched Paul Manafort. A lot has happened in the past couple of years. And simply yelling out witch hunt does not work anymore. Mainly because so many people have been indicted. And a lot of people have pled guilty. Why are you pleading guilty if you're not guilty? But we're supposed to be fools. The American people are supposed to be idiots. 2018 has also been the year of the caravan, immigration, and migrants demonizing them and making them look like the criminals and bullies and everything. Something that bothers me a lot about what Donald Trump does, he demonizes and he make immigrants and migrants, he makes them his ploy to get his wall to to get his way he's basically using them and making them seem like they're criminals rapists drug dealers when really it's a lot of families mothers daughters children escaping the crime in their own countries now it is very very legal for them to come to the american borders and seek asylum and that's what a lot of migrants do So before they even got to the border, when Donald Trump hears 
they are walking towards the border, he starts to uproar his base. And mainly it was because of the midterm elections, because after the midterms, he didn't say anything. But before he had all this stuff to say. Now, something disgusting that has gone on is children were put in cages. They're not receiving proper medical attention. Two children have died since Donald Trump has been in office. Well, on record that we know of, two children, two young children have cried, have died coming towards the United States in the custody of the United States. And we've heard about the conditions that they have kept these children in and these families in. So it's tragic that babies have lost their lives because of this, because they're not receiving adequate care once they are in custody. Um, One was a seven-year-old, one was an eight-year-old. It was a girl and a boy. And one died uh, Christmas Eve and another, the other one died about two weeks before Christmas. So that's a really sad note on that. But hopefully, well, right now, Donald Trump is still attempting to force his border wall on the American people. Okay. And it was one thing when he was screaming out, we want this border wall and Mexico is going to pay for it. Now, this this wasn't a promise made to the American people. It was made to his base. He's basically been talking to his base at his rallies. Now, why this man still has rally like concerts or whatever is beyond me. The election's over. You've already won the presidency. You're the president of the United States. Why do you need to keep having a rally? I'll tell you why. Because this man wants to feel important. He wants to feel the love. All of the negative news surrounding this man makes him need the attention. We've seen the cabinet meetings that they've had on uh, TV where it's pretty much staged. And then they go around the table with everybody, you know, saying something kind to him and stroking his ego. It's a show. And it's basically put together just to stroke his ego. He's a narcissistic guy. And it's just not my opinion. It's just what I see. It's what American people see. They see, I mean, he he constantly has a need to be affirmed. He wants to feel important. That's why he have the, the news cast and he invites the media in to watch him allegedly sign papers but when reporters have attempted to zoom in or find out what he's signing you can't get an answer it's just a bunch of folders sitting on his desk where he's pretending to sign some bills now the senate and the house were out when donald trump staged this photo opt of him signing papers And the government is shut down. So while he wants to put on a show, the government is shut down. Why is the government shut down? The government is shut down because Donald Trump wants funding for his border wall. The border wall he claimed Mexico would pay for. He also went overseas. Finally, after two years in the office, 
he finally went over to Iraq to where troops are still serving to visit the soldiers in the mil- um, visit the military. Now, when he got there, what did he do? He gave a rally type speech. He talked about his border wall. He talked about how Democrats don't want to. That's not what these men and women over there fighting for freedom want to hear. That's that's. They want to know that the commander in chief is proud of them. They want to know they don't want to hear lies. And because Donald Trump, I mean, I think these men and women know that they've gotten a raise since they've been over in Afghanistan. But Donald Trump goes over and he's basically signing MAGA hats and telling them, you know, you haven't had a raise in a decade. Not true. And they know it's not true. They've seen their paychecks, so they know. So I don't, I don't know why he would tell that lie, but anywho, this man has lied about things that are provable, blatantly lied, but that's the commander in chief. We're stuck with this man another two years, unless Robert Mueller releases his report and the report is enough for the Republicans to decide to stand up to this man. It is uh, speculated, widely speculated after much research and much digging by media and different outlets that he may have been laundering money with Russians and other countries. Um, we don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if the Republicans would stand up to Donald Trump in the event that he is found guilty. Now, one thing I can say for sure, Donald Trump was um, a co-conspirator with Michael Cohen in a crime that Michael Cohen has been convicted of and sentenced to three years in prison for. And in the court documents, it states that Donald Trump and they don't mention him by name. They say, I think it says um, something about um, defendant one or something like that, something or other. I can't remember, but it says that. And then later on in that same document, it states that so-and-so who is now, who has successfully ran a campaign for president of the United States. So we know that Donald Trump is, the co-conspirator, co-conspirator, that's what it said, co-conspirator number one. And he is the co-conspirator who committed crimes with Michael Cohen. But Michael Cohen received three years in prison. What happens with Donald Trump? Since we all know. Now, their argument is basically that no sitting president can be indicted. So basically, the Senate and the House would have to impeach Donald Trump in order for Robert Mueller to indict him. Um, I'm not sure that that will happen because I haven't seen uh, much of a backbone from the Republican Party. Now, in a couple of days, in a few days, next year in January, we will see the Democrats take the House 
finally take the House back and provide a balance. The Senate is the Republicans. The House is the Democrats. And now the American people rightfully will be able to know what really happened within the administration and what happened during the 2016 elections. Now I keep hearing people say, move on. No one cares anymore. No, that's not true. We want to know what happened. We, it's a story that has been in the news. And a lot of the times Donald Trump is keeping it alive by constantly tweeting, constantly trying to stop the investigation, interfering, making these gestures and comments that just don't need to be made all in an attempt to, and he's attempted several times and he continues to try to stop the Mueller investigation. Right now there's uh, Matthew Whitaker. He appointed as the um, director of the FBI and completely passed over Rod Rosenstein. Now Rod Rosenstein should have been next to be, or he should have been acting FBI director, but instead he implemented a man who has criticized the Mueller investigation and talked about slowing down and taking funding away in order to make the investigation go away. So obstruction of justice, I'm seeing all over the place. I'm not a lawyer. I've studied a little bit and I've paid attention to a lot of that has been said and looked at the definition of what obstruction would be in my opinion and point of view. He's a, he's attempted to obstruct justice on many occasions, many, many occasions, but we got to see what happens. It's been an interesting 2018 with this president. 2018 has also been a year of losses. Earlier this year, the great, soulful, beautiful Aretha Franklin passed away. Now, Aretha Franklin, I was raised on her music. She was pretty great. She made a number of classics. But she was also an activist and spoke her mind very free. Um, I would hear lots of stories about Aretha Franklin growing up. And when she passed this year, a lot of people, a lot of people had a lot of stories. A lot of celebrities had a lot of stories about the type of person she was and the way she would speak. Um. I really liked Aretha Franklin. Um, I really love her music and I'm glad that her music will live on. She's the type of, of uh, legacy that will live on for decades to come, generations to come. Also lost uh, greats like Craig Mack, lost uh, Burt Reynolds, passed away. Um, Kim Porter. Diddy's uh, ex, uh, she's also a model, an actress, very beautiful person, very beautiful soul. Um, 
like I said, it's it's been a, a very sad year around the industry with the loss of so many lives. But it's also been a celebration, a celebration of being able to get the art that we've gotten from these people and the art that will live on even with them being gone. Gallup has always put up a poll. They they've done a number of polls. And one poll that they've done, they've asked a question and it's an open-ended question. It's not a question where they're giving you the answers. They're asking you the question and you provide the answer. And their question was anyone anywhere in the world living, who do you admire? And this year, 2018, Barack Obama, for the 11th year in a row, has topped the list as most admired man in America. And Michelle Obama has been chosen as the most admired woman of the year. And she got that by a mile. Now, I've seen a a few people make comments about it. Um, It hasn't always been kind. And I read where one person stated that Michelle was a disgrace and and some other pretty harsh things were said. And the question was presented, why do you feel this way? And the person kept having negative things to say, but could never give an example uh, or a reason why they felt that way. It was just because, just because. And I don't understand why. Um, She's a lawyer. She's very positive. I've always seen Michelle Obama as, I mean, I I personally admire her. I have only a, a handful of people that I look at and, I feel like I'm proud because they represent me. They represent who I am. They represent the person that America has always shunned and made to feel inferior, made to feel like we're not worth, you know, and for her to win this award or not award her for her to be put at the top of this poll is uh, it might not mean much to a lot of people but to people like me people people feel I feel a certain type of way about it because I do admire Michelle Obama for her grace for her dignity she's been so kind even with so much hate being thrown her way She's always been steadfast and strong and she's a beautiful woman. I I don't understand how anybody could find a reason to dislike her. Even if you don't agree with her clothing, because <laughs> she never really came out political. Um, her food program was to, to get 
children to eat healthier. And people found a reason to dislike that. So for me, it's a little more than just not liking what she stands for. I I don't believe that for a second because trying to get your kids to eat healthier because in America, children have. We have the the worst child obesity in the world because of all the processed food and the junk that we feed our children. They've basically ended the healthier eating programs in the schools in order to be able to provide the kids with junk and things that are not healthy for them. And I feel like it's just all out of spite. But Michelle Obama, most admired woman of the year. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that, mainly because... She is a hero of mine. I think I would cry if I ever met her. I I really, really admire. And it's not too many people I look at like that. Like, like I don't feel overwhelmed with admiration for people like that because I feel like people are just as human as me. I'm a fan of certain people, but having the type of admiration that I have for Michelle Obama is is very rare for me as an adult as a kid that was a different story I was a kid you know I didn't know any better I'm a fan of certain people but I think I'm a super fan it's it's probably only two people in this world I would say I would probably cry if I ever met them simply because of how much I admire them and because of what they represent. But anyways, that's another story. Michelle Obama, most admired woman of 2018. Barack Obama, most admired man of 2018. Now, I wouldn't cry about meeting Barack. I, I would cry about meeting Michelle, but that's another story. It has officially been a week since the government shut down. And this is mainly due to... Donald Trump wanted his border wall. Now he's said that he would take the blame for it. He said this loud and clear on national TV when Nancy Pelosi said, you know, the Trump shutdown. And he said, oh yeah, I would proudly take the blame for it. I want border security. I want the border wall, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. So Of course, we all know that he's never kept his word. He has been dishonest throughout his presidency. He's told lies that can be easily verified. Now, he said on national TV that he would take the blame for it. But then he turns around. He is blaming the Democrats for the shutdown. Why is he blaming the Democrats? Well, he's blaming the Democrats because he claims they are not funding his border wall. They're not coming to a deal for his border wall. But let me take you back. And I love to take you back because in 2016, when Donald Trump was running for president of the United States, during his campaign, Donald Trump made a promise to his base. 
to his supporters. And his promise was that he would build a wall, a big, beautiful wall, and Mexico would pay for it. This has been his campaign promise, his big campaign promise, and he has broken that promise. One, Mexico not paying for that wall. So he broke the promise there because Mexico is not funding this wall. He's trying to get the American people to fund his wall. And he has gone so far as to hold the government hostage in order to get funding $5 billion for this wall. Now, why would Donald Trump claim Mexico would pay for it, but then turn around and shut down the government to force the United States taxpayers to pay for this border wall? Because he knew Mexico wasn't going to pay for that wall, but he had to get it somehow. So in, he's double double talked his base. Now they don't really care. A lot of people would sacrifice their own interests just to stand up for this person, Donald Trump. He hasn't provided that. He hasn't provided the wall. He hasn't gotten Mexico to pay for the wall. So he's forcing, he's trying to force the American people to pay for the wall. Now, why aren't his, why isn't his base outraged that he, one, is forcing them to pay for the wall? Two, they, most of Donald Trump's supporters live in the middle of the country. They don't live near any borders. They don't live near the the southern border. California is a blue state. But they're so adamant about getting border security. But why? If it's not affecting them, why is that their biggest thing? Why is that something that they need so much? I agree that there needs to be a better immigration law better ways to implement immigration. But the immigration problem isn't at the southern border. The immigration problem is that people outstay their visas. Now, I'm um, I'm not bothered by people outstaying their visas. My people were brought over here by boats, kidnapped and brought over here by boats. This part of the land that we now live on used to be Mexico. So I'm not at all bothered by people outstaying their visas. Now I'm going to give a harsh truth. This group of people have authority issues. They want to feel powerful. They want to feel strong. They want to feel like The world is theirs. They take over and they take whatever they want. And the Republican Party has proven this over the summer. They've done many things in order to steal votes from people. To overturn votes. Measures that in Florida, they passed a measure that says that uh, inmates, people, once they're released from prison, prison, they 
have the opportunity to be chosen to be able to get their right to vote back. The Republican Party, I haven't checked on it lately, but the Republican Party made attempts to stop that measure, to end that measure. Even though that measure was approved in Florida, they want to make sure that never gets implemented. They've suppressed votes. They've taken ballots. And this is all provable. This is all stuff that is on record. What happened in Florida? They've suppressed the vote. They've not allowed certain people of color to vote or register to vote. They've held back registrations. And the saddest thing to me about all the things that have gone on, nobody is challenging and nobody is, has done anything about the Republican Party doing all this, all these things to suppress votes and keep people from voting. Voting the way that Americans want feel. They have constantly done things to keep power. When they gerrymandered the districts, they've made it so impossible for Democrats to be able to be in charge. Most of America don't want Republicans way. Being conservative. See, to me, personally, being conservative, uh, the things that I know about being conservative is they want everything done by religion. But to me, it's like, why do you want to force your beliefs and your religion on the American people? Everybody don't have to live by the way you live. So I'm not for the conservative party. I'm conservative in certain ways, but that's a personal belief. My personal belief should not be implemented into American laws when it comes to my religion. That's why they basically separated religion from politics, because, you know, you shouldn't be forcing your personal beliefs on everybody. That's why we have a vote. That's why we send certain people to Congress and Senate to the Senate so they represent us. We look at what they believe in and we send them to represent us in the Senate and in the House. But everybody's not going to 100% agree on everything. The world is a crazy place. (laughs) We live in a crazy country. So much hate. But let's enter 2019 on a better note. Hopefully this investigation will come to a close soon because I'm kind of anxious to see what happens with it. I am a history buff, history junkie. I enjoy learning about what happened, the things that went on. So hopefully this will come to a close soon. It's going to be a movie about it eventually. There's going to, there's books already being put out about it. I just need time to pass. So it will calm down a little bit before they hit us with a movie. Because they've been dropping books like crazy. Like back to back to back. Fire and Fury. Just different books just keep coming out about this crazy president that we have that's just out there. Just he's just out there, but we still got to see what Robert Mueller has to say about this. 
and we have to see if the Republican Party will stand up. I know I'm all over the place. You guys bear with me. So <laughs> I just got a lot to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for your support. Thank you so much for listening to my rambling. I know it's a lot at times. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Um, 2018 has been interesting. 2019 will be just as interesting. So make sure you guys make it to the next year so you guys can tune in with me and hear what I'm talking about. Thank you to everyone who have sent me messages that keep me up to date on what's going on in this crazy political world. I really, really appreciate it. I will see you guys in 2019. Please bring it in responsibly and safely. This has been Taking Back the Narrative. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.